Hey everyone, welcome to the Prospecting Podcast brought to you by Lead IQ. If you're looking for a podcast that talks about sales, building pipeline, and creating a positive buying experience for your buyers, you've come to the right place. You know what else is cool? If you're an SDR, BDR, AE, and you don't want to do data entry anymore, you should go check out Lead IQ. You can go to leadiq.com and make a free account right now. It'll let you capture prospects from LinkedIn Sales Navigator into your favorite sales tools in one click. No more data entry, baby. If you manage people or are responsible for building pipeline, shoot an email over to sales.leadiq.com using the subject podcast, and we'll give your whole team a God account to test it out. Let's dive into some prospecting, shall we? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the prestigious prospecting podcast. <laughs> Prior to recording this, I was talking with Carissa and Maza about the film in the studies of American commentary being put into 30 frames per second. And actually, that'd be digital, I guess. Damn it, I, I broke character. Welcome to the Prospecting <laughs> Podcast, everybody. Um, we've got an adventure today for a podcast episode. We're talking to someone, Maza, get, hype up Carissa. Give us some hype. Oh, yikes. So I, I kind of <laughs> randomly found Clarissa on uh, on LinkedIn. I saw her social content and I was like, wow, this is I like this post. I'm going to start following Clarissa. And then I was creeping on her uh, LinkedIn profile page and I saw that she used to work at a video place. So I sent her a video in my connection request um, and, and then the rest is history. And, and then wow. you couldn't get rid of me. <laughs> and then I couldn't get rid of her. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, everybody say hi to Carissa. What's up, Carissa? Tell people what you do today in case they don't know, like where you work. I know you, you, the video place we were talking about before was bomb bomb. Um, but you've been doing sales for years now. Give people the skinny. Oh, the skinny. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm more thick with two C's, but I'll still give people the skinny. So I work with a company now called work human and we do social recognition essentially we make people enjoy their day jobs. So we give them the praise and recognition that they need in order to perform better. So that's what I do. Used to be a bomb bomb selling video tools. So I'm very comfortable talking on video, but yes, I mainly just love meeting people. Let's talk about social selling today. Well, this month we're doing a lot of content about the value of LinkedIn and LinkedIn sales navigator with selling. Um, and you've literally built a pretty good brand online with your audience and with people doing social selling. How do you do it? Like what's, what's your strategy? What's the evil schemes? Oh, oh, I don't know if we have enough time, but I will give you the rundown, um, my secret formula with this. So a lot of it goes into personal brand. And I know a lot of people, one of my biggest pet peeves is people just copy and pasting the company blog online. Oh, me too. I hate that. <laughs> hey, if you're listening to this and you did that, Shame. I I will say, (laughs) love it. Game of Thrones. Love it. Um, No, but that's, I mean, I guess that's, that's not the worst thing that could happen. You could be not posting at all, but at least you're, you're doing something to post a little bit. Yes. But what I tell people is there's, you are the only person that's yourself that's been through your experiences. So if you can take a post, you can take a blog post, filter it through your life and your eyes it's going to come off so much better. It's going to be more human. It's going to be more engaging. And you sell the the human per the human relationship first, and then it goes into the product conversation from there. So I feel like people are switching that. Yeah. You know, what was a popular trend for a while and I'm glad it's kind of died. Do you remember, do you guys remember when people were going through that phase where they basically made their LinkedIn page into a landing page and like, <laughs> what, so this was a trend. I don't know if you were around Maza at Lead IQ when this was happening, but about five or six years ago, there used to be these services out there 
that you'd pay for that would auto crawl your prospects LinkedIn pages. And then they would go and see profile views They'd click in and look at your profile. And you just basically would make your about section a landing page for like the prospect to try and convert into a meeting with you. Um, yeah, tough hang, like kind of a tough thing to do. I'm, 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 I feel like I'm stealing quotes from Bill Simmons on that, but like, I don't want that. I don't want to like hang out with somebody that does that completely. Um, so what's your, what's your about section like today? Like, what do you say? Well, great question. I actually haven't looked at it since I updated it um, with coming to work human. I should probably update that. So thanks for um, shaming me. I, that. I won't read it out loud because it'd be <laughs> weird, right? Do you want me to read it? No, I mean, weird? it adds a curiosity gap for people too. So you have to go and connect with me and check my about section. But no, I, for me, it's not about my brand isn't my job. My brand is myself and my job aligns with my brand. So the fact, and it's actually kind of ironic, but both of the companies that I've worked at recently have human either in the name or the name of the book. So I align myself with authenticity and being human. And so do both of the companies I'm with. So it's more so about my professional journey than it is about what product I'm selling. Yeah, I think that's important. Your brand that you build while you're prospecting, it's going to stay with you for life. It helps me now. Like I, people that I met and prospected 10 years ago are now like coming back and it, they're, they're engaging with the posts that I'm putting up still. And that was like, I mean, they didn't even have video back then. Mazi, you're dealing with the same thing with your old people you used to work with too, right? Yeah, totally. I definitely get, I mean, a lot of the people that I used to prospect are, have been guests of the podcast or webinars that we've hosted and things like that too. So how'd you build your, how do you build your audience, Carissa? So like, is the, is the cadence like, Hey, I just prospected you. I'm going to add you on here or like, how, what, what's, what's the deal? Like, what do you do? Yes. I basically put, you know, Salesforce made me create this list and now I'm connecting. That's the connection message. No, um, no, a lot of it is, you know, social surrounding with the, the companies that you're going for. Cause obviously there's two different sides to it with a fresh approach, you know, having those account lists that you're looking into, but there's also the part where you're making those genuine connections that don't have anything to do with business, but those are the ones who can introduce you to new interesting avenues. So there's both the the thoughtful approach and then the sporadic approach to either sides of that. I like both. I like that you use the word sporadic because that's kind of, people think that you have to add people online because they're a target account. But if you want to actually just be a good citizen on LinkedIn, it doesn't hurt to just add somebody because you're generally interested. Uh, I'll give you a cool tip because I like dropping nuggets. If you want to increase the amount of people that accept a connection request from you, one of the easiest things you could do is explain how you found them. Like it's a really easy thing to do, especially with marketers. Like um, if, if you add me and say, Hey, I heard you on the prospecting podcast. I'd be like, Oh, cool. You actually listened to this. I thought I was terribly alone. And <laughs> now I'm, now I know I'm not right. Like this is getting really dark. I don't know what happened. Just, just tell me you're proud of me and I'll accept your connection request. That's all I need. <laughs> uh, I just want approval, please. <laughs> so, so if you're going to add somebody, um, some good tips you can do for messaging, Say stuff like noticed you dot, dot, dot something. I saw that dot, dot, dot. If you start your stuff like that, it'll be better. Don't the more specific though, with the personalization, the better. If I were to do a screen share of my LinkedIn connection request right now, people are so generic with the personalized messaging that they send that it's like fake personalization. So they'll like say something like, like, 
I noticed we have similar interest. I noticed you're a VP of marketing. Given your role as <laughs> VP of marketing at Lead IQ, um, I noticed like that's what they're doing on that. And and you, you're missing an opportunity to make a really good impression with somebody online. Um, and that's a good way of thinking about it. Um, Chris, do you have any wins on LinkedIn? Like what's an example of an exchange of like, do you have any stories? Yes, I have some great ones. Um, and I'll add to actually that last point that you mentioned, um, as far as the message when reaching out, the thing I found is if you're sending something and you wouldn't reply to that, you should probably tweak it. So anything where you see that same pattern of sending over and over, like that's, that's what everyone else is seeing too. But also a quick tweak to always make is instead of saying I first, say you first. Ooh. So instead of like, I found you here, you can say, you have a great profile because of X, Y, Z. So it gets them thinking about themselves first, which is going to intrigue them even more to see who they're talking to. Um, but yes, wins. So some of the more recent wins have been a lot of cold meetings. So when I first started this role, it was a whole new persona. I'm used to selling to sales. Now I'm selling to HR. With this, I actually just Googled HR thought leaders and reached out to all of them, sent them all a message saying, Hey, I would love to learn from you. Sent them a video if they connected. And I actually got uh, a 15 minute meeting with the, uh, the head of HR for Varner media for Gary V. Wow. Off of a cold That's a good meeting. get. That's a good <laughs> yes. get. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so that one, that one was probably my biggest win so far, but a lot of times, especially when I was selling video, sparked the conversation of this is really cool. And usually when you're sending videos, that's what the response that you'll get is this is so cool, or this is exciting, or tell me more. Um, but when overall sending different messages like this, one of the other things that I like to do is the social surrounding, especially if you're selling something that has the end user, that's not who you're reaching out to. So if you're reaching out to the C-suite, who's not the end user, reach out to the end users first, because what you're going to do is one, if they're having a problem, they're more likely to answer. They're more likely to answer. They're also more likely to accept your connection requests. So that way, when you take that and you go and reach out to the C-suite, you have multiple connections with people who are on their team already. Ooh, so it's I, another I like step that. of connection. I a hundred percent agree with that. I used to, I used to follow uh, the people that I actually wanted to book the meeting with. And then I then I, I mean, then I'd uh, send connection requests to basically everybody on their team. So it would I would feel like oh somebody's following me. They'd look at my profile, and then all of a sudden they see I'm connected with five people on their direct team. So that definitely works. Well, it's all about name recognition too. I feel like because if they see your name continually popping up, like if you're liking their content, but also a quick tip with that, if they have really great content and they're getting a ton of reactions, a ton of comments, make sure to tag them in the comments. A lot of people will just comment, but that tends to get lost. So if you add a comment with their name in it, it's going to pop up on the notifications too, which is more, more overall FaceTime. So the name recognition thing is completely true, by the way, we did a study. Do you remember this Mazda that day we swapped accounts in sales loft? We were using sales loft at the time. Um, I wrote emails as Mazda and Mazda wrote emails as me. And we just, we both follow the same framework. We write messages and stuff. And I think you had a higher response rate than me when you used my name at the time, because I had been doing stuff with like, I don't remember what it was, but it was higher the thing is this, 
if you are actively doing stuff on social, one of the things that people look at in their inbox and even their voicemail too, is the friendly from address. Now this is like kind of a nerd thing that people don't know it's called that, but the friendly from address is basically the name that comes up when you look at your inbox and you get a new email, like the so subject, the first couple sentences in a preview and your name. If Carissa writes me an email, I'm way more likely to actually open and look at it because I remember Clarissa's name and marketers are now doing this trick too. I mean, you'll see if you're subscribed to any lead IQ content, you probably get emails from me and Mazda with our names in them. Now we're not lying. We're not deceptive. We're writing a lot of those emails, but the, the truth is uh, the, the name has a much higher open rate and it's because the name is recognized. So if you can do that, Get them to see your name over and over again. Comments are a good way of getting familiar with somebody. I have a whole army of people that if I ran into ran into them at a conference, I'd feel like we're friends. Um, what about Sales Navigator? Do you use Sales Navigator a lot? Sure do. What what are some what are some of your favorite tips or tricks you do with Sales Navigator? Um, my most favorite trick with Sales Navigator is I don't use the messaging system. <laughs> I push take, all of that. Wait, <laughs> I push all of that to the LinkedIn side of it because I get better. I just get better visibility through there. Um, so I push all of that through LinkedIn. I don't use my Sales Navigator inbox at all. Um, but another hot tip is, especially I guess depending on the the product that you're selling, if you're selling something that has a name that has success behind it, and you have a lot of those great key stories or success stories pulling up a list that has your successful companies and finding finding employees who have left that company and gone on to a new company. So they'll recognize the brand that you're with so far. A lot of people at Work Human are doing that since we do have that, that high rate for large clients and they tend to have a good experience, bring that on to the next place. That's where we get a ton of our leads from. So if you have, especially if you've worked at a place for so long and you have great content from these larger companies, putting those in your search for employees who used to work at that company. So that's, that's one of the, one of the sales nav tips that works well for us. Um, let's say that you saw one of those people change jobs and go somewhere. How do you approach it, Carissa? Like what's best practice? Best practice for us. Now, obviously they're getting a ton of new things that are Congratulations, happening. Congratulations, Ryan. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And especially like, cause I just onboarded virtually for the first time back in January. That is crazy. It is a crazy experience to go through, especially if you've been onboarded in person before. Um, something that we like to do because of the nature of our product is we celebrate moments. We celebrate positive performance. So we'll send them a celebration moment um, of what they would experience if they were one of our customers. So we'll go about that aspect. But one of the biggest things, and I actually mentioned this in a post the other day, is don't reach out asking for time. That is the last thing that they have. Reach yeah. out asking how you could make their job easier. So whatever you can think of with that, whether that is, you know, a spreadsheet that you've come up with, it's going to help them solve X or, you know, if you're reaching out to offer them coffee because they're probably exhausted, um, you know, go through those different aspects of adding value before you're asking for time, asking for them to buy your product. Okay. All right. I like that. Um, uh, another thing I was going to mention is uh, a lot of people that do video will add, send a video to someone when they join a new company. I feel like that's not necessarily terrible if you don't ask for a meeting either. You know what I mean? I did. I remember um, we were actually doing recruiting for people to be on our flow team, which we're working on right now. Um, I know we've talked 
to people like you about this. Adam Weitzman, we talked to about this at DocuSign. Um, I saw somebody that we had been working with that just started a new company. And I, um, I sent a video to them and I put Gloria Stefan's get on your feet in the background. And I just like had it playing and just was like, Hey, congrats on the job. I'm really excited. Sorry to invade your inbox, but I had to play this song and just say that. <laughs> Bye. And I just ended the video like, and they just laughed and they like wrote law and ha Now we're going to have them on the podcast and stuff. Like just have fun with it a little bit. Cause it's exciting to start a new job. You don't have to ask for a meeting. Um, it doesn't mean you shouldn't prospect them by the way. I just think that like right. doing it on LinkedIn might not be the best place. It actually is probably better to, take that information and do it somewhere else. You know what I mean? Do it on email, do it on call. If they watch your video, you can act off the trigger potentially. Like you could call them and be like, Hey, I saw you watch my video. How can I make your life easier? That's a great, that's a great tip. Um, you're targeting HR. That must be kind of interesting because those people are probably on LinkedIn a lot, right? Yes and no. So it's, it was definitely a culture shock going from selling to sales to selling to HR. Mm-hmm. Like how we mentioned, including you know, messages in the first connect, uh, those first connection messages, sales wouldn't always do that because a lot of salespeople, like if you send that, they, they get that, their spidey senses feeling that they're going to be sold yeah. versus yeah. HR. They love that personal approach. They love hearing their name or seeing it typed out. They love being in the spotlight because usually they're the redheaded stepchild who's just back processing payroll. But now with the you know great resignation, they're in the spotlight and they love it. So making it more personal is huge for HR people. Um, and I mean, there are a lot of recruiters definitely online, but we primarily work with like total rewards. So you get a good mix. It just depends. So you're, I, I always start my questions with, so I'm so sorry, people listening. <laughs> you're not going to be able to unhear it now. I should have someone edit out. All you should have said that. <laughs> I know. I know. Hey, um, it's okay. My laugh in like one and a half speed on chorus just sounds like cackling. So I'm in the same boat. So don't listen to this on one and a half speed. Oh, I'm definitely going to be playing around with that. After. <laughs> our, our video editor, Nick, our producer, um, one of the things that he likes doing is he'll edit my stuff at half speed and I just sound Gosh. drunk. Like, sounds very drunk. Everything. I'm like, prospecting is really fun, everyone. <laughs> like, like I'll just say some stuff like that. Um, so uh, what about some stuff that you do with LinkedIn Sales Navigator with like target accounts? So you guys are account-based, I assume. Are you like... Do you follow your target accounts or like what, what's your workflow like on that? Yeah, so we do follow our target accounts. Um, and then as far as socially surrounding those through mainly different events that are happening. So we'll we'll see if they have, you know, for instance, charity events that they're doing. Um, we can send that in a different type of celebration or if they recently acquired a new branch or a new company, making sure that we're reaching out so that they're not siloed, that they're bringing all together. So it gives us a general overview of what some of their pains currently might be, um, which is usually the approach I take. But that's that's I'm I'm open to advice with this too. I don't know everything as far as surrounding accounts like that, but yes, that's that's typically the approach I'll take to start. One thing I like doing is uh, I like using the LinkedIn list. So like I'll make a LinkedIn list of people that I see regularly interact with my post and Mm. I'll save them to a LinkedIn list. And then anytime that you're having a rainy day, let's say you're at the end of the month, you're like, crap, I didn't get enough pipe this month. You could go hit up those people and ask for referrals. You could be like, Hey, 
why haven't you looked at lead IQ yet? Or in your case, why are you looking at <laughs> work human. human yet? I thought we were friends. What happened? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one of the things I like that you, that I've seen you post about and some of the things I've heard you talk about before too, is like just leveraging network effects. Um, the old days of selling, you'd sell to a team, you have a bunch of stakeholders, but network effects can increase your chances of hearing back from somebody too. Um, you can look at the social graph that LinkedIn has on Sales Navigator and run some searches and some prospecting campaigns based on who someone's connected with. Um, do you ever name drop people? Because you're an AE, obviously, like you've closed customers and stuff. Do you ever name drop the people you just worked with on stuff if you see someone's connected with them or how do you handle that? Of course. Um, I do name drop. I double check though, to make sure that they know the person first, <laughs> because especially in the age of, you know, just adding a bunch of people and having that limit to how many people that you can add a week, yeah. uh, most, most often than not, you don't always know the person. But one of the things too, I'll say is I will always ask for referrals sooner than you think. So if you're having a good a good discussion. Um, if you're having a discovery call, I'll ask for referrals on that call. I'll be like, Hey, this is, this seems like a common problem. Do you feel like, you know, anyone else who's dealing with this as well? And just start the conversation around that pain and see if they've talked to anyone else about it. Um, and seeing where you can, where you can work that in to get more people included and added to the party. So that's something I like to do with that. Um, I had another point and I forgot it. So Let's get, let's get real for a second. I'm going to make that question convert through. You already know what tip I'm going to say, Miles. I saw your, your wrinkles oh, in yeah, your forehead go up. You knew, you knew she slammed it up. She, <laughs> you said up for me. I'm going to dunk it now. Um, we friend of the podcast. Uh, we, um, we've had many people actually talk about this, but Mike, Mike Simmons from, uh, said this on one of the podcast episodes here. He did a study where he showed that if you ask for a referral and instead of saying, Hey, you know, anyone that could use this, you pick somebody it converts three times higher. So in, when you're like, Hey, this is going well, right? We've got some chemistry. Things are great. Why, why don't, uh, do you know, Ethan at bomb bomb? You know what I mean? Like, like I, you know, my name dropped for Ethan. Shout out to Ethan. Good guy. Um, <laughs> I just filmed a video with him. I can't wait to put it online, but um, you could, you could like, you could do some name drop of a person and say, Hey, I, I noticed you're connected with this person. I don't know how well you know them. And they say, no, have a backup. You know what I mean? Pick someone mm -hmm. else. One of the easiest ways to see how familiar they are with them. If you go over on non sales navigator, click on the person's profile, their first degree connection, go to their activity. And instead of looking at post, look at their interactions, mm -hmm. eyeball those people and see, because if they're commenting on someone's post, yeah, we comment on strangers posts, but they could, they could be like, Oh yeah, I follow that person's content or something. You could you could name drop that when you're doing your outreach and be like, hey, I was talking with Carissa and she said, uh, Ethan, that she follows a lot of your content. And I thought maybe I'd talk to you about seeing if we could help you like we're helping Carissa. Now, like your conversation is network effecty. It sounds like community building. Um, we're all basically Barack Obama at that point. Right. And that's what's happening. Exactly. We're, we're organizing the community. Yeah. Yeah. Non-political <laughs> affiliation here, but you know, we're, 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 uh, we're community building. That's what it, that's what it turns into. Um, yeah. But that, that's one of the ways you can do that too, is like, look at engagement. I think a lot of people don't leverage the activity history on LinkedIn mm. when you're doing triggers for outreach too. Um, Agreed. so, uh, so you're, I'm, you're going after all these people, um, in HR, um, 
is it weird? Is the culture different compared to sales? Yes. People are actually nice. Um, salespeople, while they are, they're ruthless and you can learn a ton from salespeople. And usually if you can sell to salespeople, I feel like you can sell to anyone. Um, because salespeople are always the hardest to get in with because they know what you're doing. It's sales inception. But with HR, I feel like, especially right now, the problems that you face is that they almost talk too much. <laughs> they have all of these problems that they've been dealing with and they need, they need a listening ear. So on the one hand, it's great. On the other hand, you got other hand, you have to be wary of your time management. So <laughs> there's, there's different trade-offs with both for sure. Uh, another thing you can do that's kind of fun. And we, we've recommended this before, but um, the cool part about HR and my experience is you also can share job post. Like that's a lot. HR has basically got three things, right? They're, they're mainly judged on keeping talent, hiring talent and uh, re- referring and get keep. Uh, what am I forgetting? Is that it? Developing I'd talent. Say, Developing yes. talent. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. So like getting them in the door. Yes. Getting them in the door, making sure they don't leave. And then they're having a fun time while they're there. And making them better, obviously too, right? Yeah. Like professional development stuff. So if you're working those three buckets as a rep, if you're selling to HR, you could potentially like find opportunities to give them things. Hey, I saw you're hiring this position. I'll throw something out there. I used to work at bomb bomb. I know a lot of people that work in sales. Um, it's actually not a bad way to like give rather than take on these things. And you can tag that person. And then the cool part is if you tag the contact that you're working on LinkedIn with the job post and say, my friend, Chris is hiring uh, SDRs or something. And I tag you, not only am I going to come up in, if you engage with that post, whether you like or comment or thank or reshare or whatever you're doing, any interaction that you have, you're actually going to go through that person's connections feed too. And then those people that you prospect will recognize and see your name. Response rates go up, referrals go up. It, it's basically the, this, this giant way of broadcasting out with that person. We sound evil. Don't share this with prospects. I don't want you to think we're doing it for evil intentions. <laughs> I'm just telling you some hacks you can do though to get in the, in the algorithms and get people to see you. We're just trying to get better for you. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Professional development. See, it's happening. Um, we go. Recognition. Circle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's a question for you. Do you ever cold call off a of social? Like you see something on social and call them? Off of social, straight off of social? No. I'm more of the... I'm definitely an overthinker. So I'm not one of those people who's just going to like, oh, that's a cool post. I'm going to call them right away. But I will definitely reach out and give some touches, give some feels first. Um, But that doesn't mean I can't start doing that. When you do calls though, so you're doing that usually second or third step or something. Like, what do you say? What's your cold call stuff like? So I like to do the the omni-channel approach. A lot of it being the biggest thing that turns me off is that upfront macho bro culture of let me sell you this pen. Like that kind of stuff. Is That's out the us. Door. You nailed it. That's exactly <laughs> what we're trying to go for in this podcast. So. Uh, perfect. I'm going to see myself out. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. I, I, you know what stinks is I'm a big fan. I love the movie, the Wolf of Wall Street, but I hate <laughs> that whole culture thing too. Like mm-hmm. I'll call it like the Grant Cardone's of selling and that whole like bang the chest hustle. Look how much money I got private jet. That whole thing like turns me off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it had its day and I'm sure they, they saw some success with that, but at what cost now salespeople are dealing with that negative stigma wherever they go. Like you think sales, you think of car salesmen, you think of someone shady and slimy and greasy, when in reality, everyone's in sales. They just don't always get 
that label. So you want to, um, you want to make this awkward, Carissa? Yes, please. Mazda used to sell cars. Let's get him! Let's get him! No, 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 no! no. I'm just saying it's funny, but he did, he did. But Mazda, Mazda, you have a lot of horror stories of stuff they used to try and get you to do, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 terrible. I I loved when people would come in with like the full quote. This is the vehicle that I got the quote on, and then they give you the piece of paper. This is the money that I was already offered. And then you you go to your manager and be like, "Hey, easy deal," and he's just like, "Come back to him with this number." Like those are the worst. And like, you're forced to walk back. It's the walk of shame going from the manager's desk back to talking to the, to the person. I was, I was terrible at at selling cars for most of, for, for the most, I mean, I had really good and really bad months, but the really bad months were always like, I don't want to go back with this number. So it's like, it's still, it's still around to this day. I can't believe they still sell cars that way. Well, I was going to say that I feel like that's its own branch of selling like car sales, I think is way different from every single other type of relationship selling because it has its own, its own particulars. So definitely agree that that's agreed. agreed. I was looking at a study HubSpot research published. They did a study where they asked people, who do you trust the most in what occupation sales was in the bottom three, 3%. (laughs) So 3% buyer, 3% of your buyers trust you when you're doing sales. Think about that for a second. It's all about building trust. I know we talked about some gimmicks here today, but we weren't doing like lying gimmicks. We're doing more like technical how to do stuff with tools that you're paying for gimmicks. Like that's what we're doing here. But um, it's completely true. We have to fix that relationship. Every time that one of us does bad outreach, we're teaching another prospect to ignore us. And we're teaching, we're, we're dooming the Clarissas of the world from building a, a authentic and real relationship with these people. And she needs this. I need I this. We all need this. <laughs> yeah, for exactly. a better world. <laughs> um, we are kind of getting near time. We got to have you back, Carissa, for stuff. What do you want to plug? What, what, what's the, what's the in with the, the people today? What do you want? Do you want people to go into your LinkedIn? Do you want them to uh, block me on LinkedIn? Like what would be the best thing for you? I'd say yes, connect with me on LinkedIn. I love connecting with other people, um, especially if you have a unique story, like show that. That stands out more than everything else. And I do have in my bio, it says, if you send me a video, I will respond. And I stand behind that. Anyone who sends me a video gets a response from me no matter what. I'm not saying that I'm like one of those people that never responds, but I just have a hard time going through my inbox sometimes. So um, get my attention that way if you want to connect. And I also love just connecting people with other people and you never know how that's going to, how that's going to come into fruition. But I've gotten two people jobs in the past, I'd say month, Um, one of them on my own team, which is exciting. And just being able to do that opens up so many other doors. So connect with me, connect with anyone on LinkedIn, make sure you're connecting. And for the love of God, don't repost your company blog. Please. Every day. <laughs> Please. I know I know I work in marketing now. I know I'm a sellout. And I I I know that people do this. You guys don't have to do that. They don't own your LinkedIn. You do. Write your own copy. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Just We're write all, your your picture of it. That's right. That's right. Um okay, let's we we, we gotta ask this. Um before we recorded this podcast, I was poking around your profile and noticed that you you went to school for film which is yes. kind of really cool. Um, what are you, what kind of movies do you like? <laughs> oh 
Oh, this, this is a whole nother conversation too, but I am a huge fan of, I'd say anything that is not reality. So anything fantasy, anything, you know, superhero, I'm a huge Marvel fan, Lord of the Rings, Mm -hmm. Harry Potter, give me all of that. Yeah. And I will be, I could talk for hours. So that actually Lord of the Rings is why I got into film in the first place. So that's, that's pretty cool. Anyone listening, if you're still listening for some reason, uh, please go check out Carissa. Um, On my end, if you're not using Lead IQ, we have a free version of Lead IQ now. That's right. You can use it. It sounds like that's right. Sounds like I'm reading an ad, but I'm not. I can't read. Um, That's right. All you have to do is go to leadiq.com and there's a button that you can hit to make an account. You can do 15 captures a week on it by default. And that will let you take anyone that you find on LinkedIn. You can suck them into your CRM. And then simultaneously push them into an outreach or sales loft cadence. So any of these cool things that Carissa just gave you today that you want to try, you want to get that stuff logged in your CRM without having to do any data entry or any of that stuff. I, if you're like Carissa and you went to film school for four years and now you're (laughs) doing sales, you know that you don't want to do data entry. You want to focus on selling and having fun and being creative and being a warrior poet. This is your chance. So go to lead.com, make an account. Carissa, we will talk to you later. Thanks a lot.